When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. everyone. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Barb Knows Best, the podcast. I am your co-host, Michelle Maros, and I am here with my mom, Peaceful Barb. And we are back with another conversation about life to hopefully help you navigate the twists and turns that come our way. And hopefully, Barb, you'll know best today. (laughs) Hi, Michelle. Hi, everyone. Hi. I'm excited to be here today. My favorite day of the week is recording with you and seeing your beautiful smiling face. That is so kind. I also love recording with you. In this episode today, seeing your beautiful smiling face and the pleasure that we get from being here every single week with all of you is really fabulous. And our topic today is going to be interesting, I think. (laughs) Very interesting. Yeah. So it's really fun trying to come up with topics to talk about. You know, I feel like the start of this podcast, you know, we hit the basics, the heavy hitting ones that we wanted to talk about. And now that we're like 75 episodes in, you know, you really have to get creative and tap into some really problem solving modes. And what we have today, I feel is really helpful, actually. Well, that's why I love our presence on social media, because this topic today and all the topics that we talk about really are from all of your comments and all of your questions and all of your askings of things of how to do different things in life and what do we do? And we share our personal experiences. And the one today has really been up, I think, for a lot of people. I'm getting I'm getting a lot of, not so much questions from people about this, but just, gosh, what do we do? And yeah. they're tired of it. And they, they feel... Most of the comments and the and the ideas that I'm getting about this particular subject are from people that are just worn out from it and really don't have any energy to deal with it anymore. So, certainly, I remember you were telling me you were talking with a healthcare provider recently about just life and all of the you know craziness that's been going on in these past few years. And I think you had made the comment that, oh yeah, you know, we've just, that famous, we've been living in these unprecedented times. And this person said, well, you know, because of what's happening around us, that's not really unprecedented. Life has always been, like we always say, chaotic and difficult and uncertain. Each era of time has had, you know, really scary 
situations of uncertainty and war and, you know, drama. But what I found so interesting of what she said to you is that the unprecedented aspect of these times is how we as a society are reacting to things and how we're managing the difficulty and our behavior and how we treat each other is unprecedented in the aspect of people being mean to each other, people being rude to each uh, each other, people being impatient, people being really cutthroat actually. And that resonated with me so much because I can sense that on a daily basis when I go out to do my daily things. And like you said, we get messages every day that all of you too can feel that. I mean, if it's, it's obvious, we all know that everyone is like on the edge. And so we wanted to address that today. Yeah, that's exactly what that she's been a psychiatrist for, I think she said over 30 years and she has never been, she's never had so many people uh, treat her with so much disrespect and anger and meanness and just really no no thought at all about what the person is saying to her. She said she's just been floored. And I think it's true. I think, and, and we're, she and I were talking about how how did it get this way or why do people feel that they have permission now just to treat people with 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 no regard really whatsoever. And that's how she felt, like she's really being treated with absolutely no regard. And mostly it's because people don't like how she's practicing. And she said, I'm practicing the same way that I've always practiced, but they want what they want when they want it. And they want me to break the rules or they want me to do things that I think are not in the best interest of the person that I'm treating. And they're not, they don't like it. They, they really have, I think the thing that's flooring her the most is they have no regard or respect for her yeah. knowledge right. and her care about the patients and the people that she's treating. They want her to do what they want and they're not even professionals without any regard for how it might affect the person that's involved. And as you can imagine, she sees a lot of kids, a lot of teenagers especially, and it's mostly parents coming in and saying, you can't do this. This is what my daughter or my son needs. Just do it right now. What is wrong with you? I'm going to go see someone else. I'm going to turn you into the authorities. She gets barraged with so many threats and so much anger and so much horrible language that I was just, I was floored. I couldn't believe it, but I can believe it because I think we hear this a lot, Michelle. And I think it's really, I'm really glad that we're having this conversation today because I think with the times that we're living in, in this unprecedented piece of it, people feeling like they can say and do whatever they want without any consequences or without any regard for the fact that they're talking to another human being is unprecedented. And so we have some ideas and some thoughts that you and I have been practicing because we all have the same thing. Yeah. We all have people treating us, you know, with disrespect in some regard or another. So, well, I do think for sure the, these times that we're living in right now, it seems like the societal pact that we had all made with each other to act a certain way when in public or when out with other people has kind of gone away. And I've been seeing a lot of conversations about this on social media, um, you know, especially since COVID times kind of coming back into life again, people have, are lacking that aspect of mutual respect and how we treat other people. Um, You know, you see it a lot on airplanes and in concerts. I was just reading about how like 
at a concert the other day, BB Rexa, the singer, got a, a person in the concert threw their phone at her head, knocked her out, and she had to get stitches. And they asked, the guy turned himself in, then they asked why he did it. And he said, I, I thought it would be funny. And I just feel like that people, that was what the conversation about like this post COVID level of respect for people. People just do whatever they want without thinking about other people. Well, and I think, and I would love to have someone, maybe a psychologist or someone who can sit, talk about why that is, you know, more for sure. Well, I think mental health issues are at an all time high. I mean, maybe they aren't, but maybe they are. We're certainly more aware of them. People are, people are at their limit. Suicide rates are up more than, than ever before. People getting into fights, people shooting other people for turning around in the driveway. I mean, we have all these crazy things that we never imagined would be the case. And, but it is the case. So I, I really feel like, you know, mental health and mental wellness is, is a real thing. And, you know, even for people now to be taking their frustrations and their anger out on mental health professionals, Yeah. you know, so I don't, I don't know what the answer is. I just know that we have to be able to be guardians of our own, of, of the, our own, as you always say, Michelle, our own side of the street, our own wellness, our own ability to be able to live our lives in the way that we feel like living our lives. That certainly is not harming other people, but definitely not being a doormat for other people or being, you know, someone who has to put up with these things. And so I think it becomes very, very important for us to understand how can we start dealing with this and how can we also not think that we can change other people and so not not combat, be combative with other people or not think that, oh, if I just come back with them and say this, this, and this, then it's going to all be okay because I'm right and they're wrong or whatever those things that maybe used to work in the past or we used to have civil conversations before, that doesn't seem to be something that we can do in all cases anymore. We have to be really mindful and very careful of our own reactions to situations and what it is we're trying to do in our lives. And I would like to start this conversation by saying, it's not our job to try to fix other people or try to tell other people what to do. So if you happen to be in a very serious, dangerous situation, we need to just let them be and move on and understand that we don't have to participate in the drama, the chaos, or the games that they're trying to play. So yeah, it's, it's very interesting times that we're living in. So we have to really kind of up our game and up our responsibility for how we're going to treat ourselves and take care of ourselves. Absolutely. The way I look at this is there's like, it's three prongs, you know, we obviously can't control how other people behave, but we can control and start to manage our reactions to it, which is what we always say. Um, yeah, like you said, we can't change other people. And then the third is what, what can we do within ourselves to manage these situations and life and the energy that's happening around us without, um, personalizing it and taking it in and making it really get us down. Because I know <clears throat> a lot of times when I go out and do stuff and have, you know, someone yells at me for, or honks at me for not going fast enough after the green light or cuts you in line or does something nasty to you. Like it used to really impact me and I would stew about it and personalize it and really take it in. And that takes up a lot of mental energy, emotional energy, physical energy, and it's not worth it. And so 
today we want to talk about how we can reframe these situations when people are mean to you and maybe help you to give some context about why people might be acting in this way. And, you know, of course, in other episodes, maybe we can get into, you know, more of the other aspects of all of it. And I think too, just, I want to add one more thing. How can we, I think what we're going to share today is a way that we can start to live and take actions in an aligned way where we don't feel afraid. You know, I was, I pulled, I I think I said this maybe in another episode, but recently twice I, I had to turn back around and go to back into my house because I forgot something. And so I pulled in my neighbor's driveway and turned around. My neighbors are fine, but in that moment, it came flashing back to mm-hmm. me what happened to that woman who was killed because she pulled into the wrong driveway. And in that moment, I thought, oh my gosh. And it just really gave me a lot of goosebumps. And I thought, wow, I, my God, that really happened to that person. And so we we really want to frame this in a way that we need to think about why people are mean to us and rude or disrespectful or whatever it is and angry, massively angry with us. But also at the same with the same thoughts that we don't want to be afraid. We really don't want to do things out of fear. We want to do things out of living our lives in freedom without trying to take in what you were just saying, Michelle, so beautifully, without taking in other people's garbage, other people's stuff, other people's reactions, without taking them in as our own, just saying, oh, well, that person must be having a tough day or whatever, and then walk away. Or just because you, you, your peace, your power the way you live your life, your happiness, your success, your energy, all of that stuff depends on you not taking other people's garbage. You not taking other people's reactions and other people's behaviors. And so that's, I think our, I'm so excited about this episode today because I think that's what we're going to hopefully be able to convey in a way that you will feel empowered for yourself and not at trying to change or fix other people. And I will say just a caveat, like, do take the necessary precautions because people are unpredictable and doing some very unsafe things. So be careful when backing into someone's. No, definitely. I, you know, but I think think, it's very scary. Yeah. And I think the answer to that is don't do it. Unfortunately, don't do it. Those are things that I'm not afraid, but you know what? I, I may not do that anymore, especially if I'm in an area that I don't know. Yeah. So it's just learning to manage what, as you've said recently as well, Michelle, learning to manage what life puts in our path, learning to manage what the way life is out there. How can we manage it to the very best of our ability and keep ourselves intact with the, all the things that we're desiring and excited about doing for our lives? So let's get to it. <sighs> Alrighty. So again, we're going to go over some ways to help process and digest situations when people are mean to you. And again, not to say it over and over again, but this isn't like abusive or violent towards you. Um, This is just like if someone snaps at you in the grocery store or cuts you off in traffic or, you know, those kinds of things. Yeah. And also though, if you're in a relationship and someone's being mean or- Also that. But that too. But I'm- Not, yes. This is not if you're, if you're in danger. Yes. So the first thing to remember is that hurt people hurt people. And that's kind of what that that psychiatrist and I were talking about. She said, I'm really here to help people get over their traumas or their dramas or their things that they've been, you know, 
had happened to them in life to be able to live a better life. And so, because it's true, I mean, when we've been hurt or if we've been traumatized or it's, it's, it gets passed on from generation to generation to generation, these patterns get passed on. And I just want to say, it takes a lot of strength. And I think it takes a lot of ability. I know when I went into treatment, you know, 30 some years ago, I didn't feel at all. I had no idea I was feeling, except I knew I was feeling miserable. I mean, it was just a, I've never felt good ever and didn't have a lot of energy uh, in terms of energy about myself. But I think as, as I got out of treatment and as I've, you know, followed my path for all these years, I really honor people that are able to sit with their pain. It is hard mm-hmm. to do that. It's taken me a lot of years to be able to sit with the hurt feelings or to sit with the pain or to sit with the trauma or to sit with anything. So it takes a lot of strength to sit with painful emotions without passing them on to others. And so it, I think it's, if we've been hurt, it's hard to just let it be and move on. Or it's hard to just say, you know what, that really hurt my feelings and not be aggressive about it. So I want you to all give yourself a break. And in, in giving yourselves a break, I think it can also help you give other people a break and just move on. Understanding, as you said earlier, Michelle, that not to carry it, not to take it on for yourself and take it personally. I think that's a really powerful point to make and so true that some people have not even and cannot sit with their their pain um, and don't even know how they're feeling and have been victimized and abused or put in really horrific situations to a point where their actions and behavior are not done in a mindful way. And that, that can be true, but it also can be true that that doesn't excuse the bad behavior. Um, so I think it's just important to remember that unfortunately we live in a world where bad stuff happens and people have been damaged and hurt by it, but that also doesn't mean that it's okay to continue to perpetuate the cycle. So yes, hurt people hurt people. And for me, this just allows me to have empathy for people when I see them acting in a certain way, because it reminds me that, wow, something, there must've been something going on for them. That's, that's really painful. And of course, all of the things that we're going to talk about today are all under the umbrella of like, and it has nothing to do with you. It's not personal to you. That person might've just said something really nasty to me. I feel for them, but also that doesn't have anything to do with me. Yeah. I think, I think what we feel for them is that it's not mine. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I, I think it's a stretch sometimes to get to the empathy situation for some people. So if it's, if it's hard for you to feel sorry for someone and it's not empathy is not feeling sorry for someone, but if it's hard for you to see that, just get to the place of it's not about you. And if you, you're having trouble feeling bad or feeling, wow, they must have, you know, hard things happen, just say hurt people, hurt people, and just move on, like really being kind of easy breezy about it if you can, if you can't make a comment. I mean, if there's no way, we're not talking about personal relationships where you may need to have a conversation about it. We're talking about the things that you were saying, Michelle, being cut off in traffic or someone you know, hitting your heels in the back of the grocery store with the cart. I mean, things <laughs> like that. I, specific. Was, well, because there was a big fight in the grocery <laughs> store recently because someone ran into another person and she had a little child in the cart. It was just wild. People have no 
ability. I think right now people have no ability to take a pause. There's just that knee-jerk reaction. And I think that's what you were kind of alluding to, that it's automatic pilot. Somebody does something, I, re- I react in anger. I, I have to tell them what's wrong with them, or I have to scream at them, or how dare they do that to me, or whatever's happening. And I think people just don't have the ability right now to just, you know, take a breath, okay, you know, and, and just maybe turn around and say, you know, that that hurt my foot. <laughs> and then probably the other person, I don't know what the other person will say, but... It's just the way we, it's just the way things are right now. And maybe they've always been this way. I don't know, but certainly there's a very short fuse, I think, for many, 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 many people that we encounter today. Absolutely. And we also have to remember that we are coming out of a very long period of societal and universal trauma and loss and grief in so many different layers and so many different ways. And people everyone has experienced some level of loss or uncomfort or uncertainty coming out of the peak pandemic time. You know, the total upheaval of life, the separation from loved ones, the death, the sickness, the um, health scares, the strain on all of our resources, the mental health. Everyone is coming out of this period affected in some way. And Again, this is a whole nother conversation of how can we support our society in coming out of this in a way that we're not so reactive and taking it out on other people. But it's been a really hard few years. I mean, on top of all of the other injustices of the world. And so people are really hurting and we all don't have the tools and the resources to process our pain and process our hurt and know not to take it out on other people. So I think just keeping all of these facts in the forefront of our minds so that our minds can grab onto that rather than taking it personally when someone does something. I am so glad you said that, Michelle. It's so true. We have come out of the most, one of the more, well, probably the most unprecedented thing in my lifetime. Uh, Maybe not, maybe in your lifetime, but it has been very hard for most everyone to varying degrees. And I don't think that we've given anyone, we, we, and we're not good as a society at being able to, to give some space to heal. <laughs> like you just got to get up and go. We were in this pandemic, all yeah. these horrific things happened, all the, all the sorrow and the pain and the loss happened. And then all of a sudden now the pandemic is over and now we're back to work and we just got to get up and go. You got to be able to have people to take care of your kids. You got to be able to do this. You got to be able to do that. So I think it's, you're so right, Michelle. It's really important to understand all of that and keep that in the backdrop when we're acting, when we're, when, when, when we're reacting to other people and when we're, when we're actually taking a stance or speaking on our, on our, for ourselves to yeah. have that little bit of grace for ourselves and for other people and just keep on walking, like really don't react to other people's bad behavior. Yeah. If you could all, if you can all at all help it. You know, maybe this should be a whole podcast because I have lots of thoughts about this whole we can. challenges of coming out of COVID because- Yeah, no, it's a lot. It's very layered. And this- Add like, it to the list, Barbara. Well, it's this like, when this, I was talking with this friend of mine who's a psychiatrist, she was saying, you know, it's, it, one day we're, one day we're all shut down and everybody's suffering with all the death and the loss and the loss of jobs, the loss of everything. And then all of a sudden we're all back to work and, and we're supposed to be smiling and everything's supposed to be great. 
Yeah, we kind of went from this, we're all in this together. Yeah, now we're- Kumbaya to F everyone. Yeah, and you're on your own. Yeah. You know. Hey, hey, hey. All right, let's take a break real quick. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back moving, moving right along. So another reason why someone might be mean to you is that they're envious, envious of you, you know, envy and, um, those feelings that come with it are very strong. And I think, again, we live in a world with social media where you can see what other people have and, take in how other people are presenting their lives. And there's such a stark contrast between what someone else has and what I might not have. And that's a really hard feeling to sit with. You know, it's the economic status of, of our society and our country really pushes to the forefront. Like, I have this, you don't have that. I'm a, I can buy this. You can't, I can travel here. You know, we're in the summer months and I was just reading something about, you know, how people can have the resources to go on these, like, you know, really lavish European vacations, like European summers. And not everyone can do that. And there's just a, a huge energy of disparity in between what people can and can't do. And so I think that when we don't, again, know how to process our feelings, we can feel envious. And then that can lead to feelings of resentment and anger and then taking it out on other people. Um, and I think social media is a huge piece of that. I agree. Sure. And I think it's our, our society, our country and our world. I'd like to I, make I meant, sure we, yeah, I know you, I meant, you the meant the whole world. It's true. And I, it, it also is true that having come out of this pandemic, that we, we are starting to see what the world has experienced for, for a long, long time. We're starting to see it in the United States more. And we're starting to see it a lot more places where there is that massive disparity. And I think it's really important to understand when someone is feeling envious, I think it, it, it can trigger you know, bad behavior can trigger competition. It can trigger, trigger unworthiness in the other person that they're not even aware of that or ashamed or not good enough, all those things that can start to trigger. And when people are envious and some of those things get triggered, they start, they want to start being mean or they want to intimidate other people, or they want to put you down or they want to bring you down some, because how dare you deserve something that I don't have. And I think it's really important to recognize that 
idea of someone is starting to feel envious of you or you start to feel like there's a little competition going on and don't buy into it. Yeah. And just really start to understand it and don't buy into it and really try to look at how can you, you know, if it's someone that you care about and someone that's part of your family or part of your friendship or part of your workplace, how can you help that person feel maybe a little bit more confident or a little bit more worthy if they, especially if they are in a place where they've, you know, they're struggling with childcare or with, with job or whatever it is. Yeah. I think this one is a, is really up for a lot of people. And again, to bring it back to social media, you know, we're seeing other people's reality and sometimes it's true. And sometimes it's, you know, elaborated and people think that they're not, you know, that they're left behind sometimes with lifestyle, with opportunities, with experiences, with, with everything. And so, you know, I think taking a look at how we engage with people on social media too, is really important if we're noticing those, that energy of envy coming up because, you know, I remember when like Instagram first started and there was all those fashion travel bloggers who are always going to these cool places and these beautiful clothes. And it's like, oh, well, why can't I do that? And that, you know, now that's so normal, but we're seeing other people's lives and then we're taking it in and comparing it with our own. And we have to remember too, that this is not social media. Other people's lifestyles are not always factual, are not always, you know, you're not seeing the whole picture and we can't compare our lives with other people on the internet because it will make us feel unworthy, not enough, that we're not doing enough, that we're not pretty enough, that we're not, you know, going to cool places, all of the stuff. And I think it's just important the way, the way that I try to deal with this, because envy comes up for everyone, I think in some fashion. Totally. We have some kind of envy about something in our lives. It's not like anybody escapes this feeling. And so it's just the idea of understanding, first of all, that social media is the highlight reel, which everyone's heard that before. And just really understanding that is the truth. People are showing all the great things of their lives and you're not, you have no idea what's happening behind the scenes. But even more than that, I think it's more about when you start, what I said a little bit ago, when you start to feel like there's, you can feel that sense of when someone is feeling a little bit competitive or feeling like they're, they're being slighted or whatever it is, really try to just be the best version of you in that moment and maybe acknowledge what's happening or, or give out a good compliment or say something that will help that person feel more worthy or feel more confident. I think that's the only way. Or, and, and then just change the subject. Go on to something else that's more, more fun or more delightful or something that you think that that person will want to talk about or yeah. that, might, that might bring a smile or bring some kind of joy to that person's life in the moment. We really kind of have to be, I think, proactive and if you're starting to sense some envy or jealousy, really trying to not engage in it yeah, and find, find the higher road to it or find the higher place in it that can mitigate it. And then you can move on. Yeah. Those are helpful, helpful tips. So the next reason is another big one. They're emotionally reactive. And this kind of goes back to what we were talking about in the first instance of just people being on edge all the time, not having the practices or the resources or the coping mechanisms to handle their emotions and knee jerk react left and right. 
And I think too, what, what I learned the most, I learned a lot of things in treatment. I always say the most, it's about 30 things that are the most, but what I learned that was unbelievably helpful for me, and it's not like I got it overnight and I still don't really have, I still, you know, we're always a work in progress and becoming. What I loved the most was that I didn't feel my feelings. I would push them down. I would always push them down, especially with anger or frustration or irritability or any kind of negative. Well, of course, we're not going to push down happy feelings, but, and I would just push it down and push it down and push it down. Never feel it, never acknowledge it, never had a clue what was going on with me and my feelings. And what I noticed would happen is it would come out sideways somewhere else with, with, with road rage or come out sideways with someone that I loved and the anger would be misplaced. It would go somewhere else because I had just kept pushing down that anger and that resentment and that irritability. So it's, I think it's exactly what you said, the coping mechanisms and understanding that we have to be able to be humans that can be okay with feeling our feelings. Like we said earlier, it's really hard to sit with painful situations, but to feel our feelings and understand that if we have anger, we need to understand, we need to know where it's coming from so that so taking that pause and not speaking, but that's that Ambrose Bierce quote, I think, speak when you're angry and you will make the best speech you will ever regret. Yeah, speak when you are angry and you will make the best speech that you ever regret. And I think that there's some research, I think, Michelle, you and I used in one of our workshops that 90% of all decisions in life are based on our emotions. So it's really important that we understand what we're feeling before we speak or before we act or before we do anything, especially when it's out of anger. And I think most people are emotionally reactive. We don't necessarily have the coping mechanisms to be able to pause and ask ourselves in that moment what's happening. Absolutely. And we're all kind of at the end of our rope with everything that's going on in our lives. And so we don't necessarily have the capacity to deal with you know, a minor difficulty in life. You know, again, it's like the people that get so triggered by something happening on the road or in the grocery store, these things that are really not a big deal in the grand scheme of things, I think is the perfect um, example of what we're really dealing with in society of just everyone kind of is one inconvenience away from snapping. And it's that reactive nature in all of us where we just need to kind of vent everything that we have bottled up inside of us for all of these years, for all of these different reasons. And I always feel like whenever I react in a knee-jerk way or say something without taking a pause or do something without taking a pause, I almost always regret it, or it almost always makes the situation worse or almost always makes me feel worse. And this has been one of the most helpful practices that I've ever been able to implement. And we've talked about this in quite a few episodes of just taking the pause before saying something or doing something in a situation where you feel triggered or your emotions or your feelings are heightened. Um, because it's just, it's not worth it. And acting on those emotions are never really what you want. They're what you 
think you want, but they're not your rational self speaking to you. I think that's why it's so important to understand what you're feeling. And it's really hard to do that. It's very hard to, to allow, to allow yourself to pause to say, okay, Barb, what are you feeling right now? What is happening for you in this moment? What are you feeling? Because I think when people are emotionally reactive, we need to really understand this. When people are emotionally reactive, they are being triggered by something that has nothing to do with you. Right. So understanding that when people are emotionally reactive, they're triggered by things that have absolutely nothing to do with you. So it's so important if someone comes at you and is emotionally reactive and if it's if it's a if if it's some stranger that you don't know, just keep on going. Who cares? I mean, that's what I think you mean by it's not worth it. Who cares if it's yeah. some stranger that's emotionally reactive to you? Okay, you know, just keep on going. Wish them well and keep on going. There's no reason to even engage a person like that. And if it's family members or friends or coworkers, it really is important when you're being attacked or someone is being emotionally reactive to you. Just for you to be able to try to stay centered, to have that kind of coping mechanism that you can know, okay, wait a minute. I know this isn't about me. Something's going on here. Let me just stay, let me just stay calm and maybe just ask the person, what, how can I help? What could I do here? And I think it, it helps a lot to just for someone in the situation to try to stay not triggered. And I know we're asking a lot, but it's really the it's really what we're trying to learn how to do. And we may not be good at it at first, but little by little by little, we can start to practice that. And so learning that if understanding that if someone is emotionally reactive, can you find a coping mechanism to not be triggered and knowing that it's not about you, it's something that they're going through or some anger that's been projected somewhere else, which takes us to the next. Yeah. The next one is that they're projecting. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think we, when, when we don't have good coping mechanisms or when we're feeling envious or when we're feeling all the things we've just talked about, when we're just feeling less than, or we're not feeling worthy, people will like to make fun of the very things that they're insecure about. They'll just start to project things that they're not feeling comfortable about themselves or the unworthiness that they might be feeling. And they'll criticize you to draw attention away from their own insecurities. And so probably most of you have heard of of that idea of projecting. And it's really something that's internal with someone else, projecting it onto you and that it's your problem or your situation or your, and so you are the problem. It's why they're reacting the way that they are. They've got to find some way to deflect it so that they're okay because they're already probably feeling insecure, unworthy, or not enough. So they've got to figure out how to level the playing field and put it on you. And then you get defensive. So the whole goal is to not get defensive and know who you are and not buy into that. Yeah. And it's also just remembering that like, as they say, we're all mirrors for each other. So if someone is projecting onto us, it's like, we're just, you know, it's not about us, but it's something that they're seeing within themselves that, that they've noticed being around us, you know? And again, that has nothing to do with us, but people are dealing with a lot of stuff and there's a lot of insecurities and unresolved issues and fears, especially again, coming out of the periods that we've been living in. And I 
feel kind of like a broken record, but we just don't have the coping mechanisms widespread to manage these feelings. And so, you know, I guess one of our innate ways to deal with it is to, if this is me, this is you, you know, oh, I'm um, feeling this way. I'm going to put it on to you so that you feel it too. And it doesn't ever make anybody feel better. It just kind of spreads the, um, the weird vibes. Well, I think we, we, we jump in the boat with them. (laughs) We're taking it on as our own, as our own thing that we have to deal with. And and it, and it brings us down. It brings us to the same playing field We're we're playing the same game We're we're joining their playground. And so there's one of my favorite people that I follow on social media is Stephen Bartlett. And he's got this quote that I really, really love. When you fully understand how often people cope with their own insecurities, fear, and unresolved issues by projecting negativity onto you, you'll quickly learn not to take the things they say or do to heart. These are their issues. Don't give them permission to make them yours. And I think really that's what we're saying. Don't jump in the boat with them. Don't don't give it a thought. Just move on. It. I think. Yeah, I'm kind. Of, I kind of feel like the whole thing with this whole episode is learn how to move on. Learn how to not take things. Don't carry things that aren't yours. Don't fill up your suitcase with other people's things, <laughs> and just keep moving on. Just understanding. I don't know. Maybe imagine a shield around yourself that anything that's not yours, you're just going to let it deflect off of you and change the subject in a conversation or just move on. It's not worth your aggravation or you're trying to solve it or fix it or understand it. You don't need to understand it. This is a situation where I think you just need to move on. When someone starts projecting, you know, things that are criticizing to you that that don't make any sense to you and that are just mean, move on. Yeah. I think all of these that we're talking about today you know, you can pick one and just have it in your back pocket. And when these kinds of things happen, be like, oh, they're projecting, moving on, or, oh, you know, they're just being reactive, moving on, whatever, whichever one, you know, really resonates with you. And what I really love about this Stephen Bartlett quote was that the ending one, don't give them permission to make them yours. I think that we too often, without even realizing it, give other people permission to make our lives miserable or to dump on us, or to be mean, or all the things. And it doesn't mean we have to come back at them if they're mean. I think that's the thing. When we start to engage in the criticism or the meanness or the insecurities or the projecting, you're right, Michelle, all the things we're talking about today, don't give them that permission. When you're jumping into the the battlefield here, because it is a battlefield when someone is projecting or feeling insecure and starts attacking you, don't give them the permission to make it your business. Love is a battlefield, as they say. Yeah, and I think that idea of projecting there. Yes, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you with that. Love, it's it's that idea that um, you know that I think projecting is you know people blaming you for things that they often do, or they try to put your feelings on their feelings onto you. Uh, They're highly reactive or overly defensive. Just understanding when people kind of fall into those categories, it truly is about their projection onto you. Yeah. 
And I think awareness, which we talk about often on these episodes, Do we? is the powerful first step to not taking things personally. So just really being mindful and heightening your awareness to what's happening in this situation. Absolutely. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And, well, we have two more reminders, but the second to last one is sometimes people just truly aren't aware of how their words or actions are impacting other people. And that's the whole awareness piece that we've talked about so often. But, you know, I think sometimes, especially in the world that we're living in right now, we're all just doing the best we can to get through life and to deal with the things that are happening around us. And we are all stretched so thin and are all at the end of our ropes. And sometimes we just don't, people don't have the emotional capacity these days to even think about how they're affecting other people. And I think sometimes not being aware of your words or your actions and how they impact others can be aggressive, can be very aggressive. And it doesn't have to be a physical aggressive aggressiveness. It's more of a mental one. And that can show up in different ways, Michelle, that we were talking about other people trying to get other people to dislike you or trying to dislike you who you dislike, you know, or treating or putting people down by saying it's just a joke. Um, I think forming cliques that isolate other people or sharing other people's secrets, intentionally embarrassing others. There's so many ways that I think society does this, spreading gossip. I mean, how often do we as humans engage in gossip that hurts another person? whether it's hurting them personally or their reputation, pressuring people to do something they don't want to do, you know, ending a friendship to boost your own social status. It's, there's just so many things that we do that are very aggressive, but don't fall into sometimes the category that we think of as aggressive because oftentimes we think of aggressiveness as being physical. So just becoming aware of how your words or how you're saying things. And you're really good at this, Michelle, because sometimes I'll say something, you go, mom, do you realize what you just said? And sometimes we're not aware. And so it can be helpful if another friend of yours can say, hey, I don't, I don't know if that was a good way to say that. This is how another person might feel impacted by that. Well, it's just rem- remembering that our words matter and the words we use matter and how we, the intention behind our words and our actions matter. And, you know, we might not have the intent to do something aggressive, but sometimes that's the impact. And, you know, it's going back to that conversation of intent versus impact. And you might not mean to be mean or rude or disrespectful, but sometimes it comes out that way. So kind of cultivating that awareness of ourselves and how we're um, engaging in the world and the energy that we're bringing to a situation and how we're making people feel in our presence is, is really important. And I think that's why it's really good that you become that kind of a friend or that kind of a person or family member, that if you're sitting at a table where people are gossiping, you say, hey, let's, let's not talk about anyone who's not sitting here at the table. Let's talk about something else, or let's change the subject. 
you know, it's really important, I think, that you be that person that you want to see other people be. You know, it's that, that whole quote about be the, be the changer, be that person that you, you want other people to be. And I think it's important also to have a friend that will say, hey, like you and I do for each other, hey, that's not really, I think the impact is, is a whole lot different than what you thought that intention was. So, And then lastly, lastly, they may just be too focused on their needs to consider yours. And this, I think, does go, you know, it goes back to everything that we've talked about in this episode so far, that it's, first of all, it's not about you. And second of all, they may be suffering. They may be in a lot of pain. They may be in a lot of angst. You know, they may have just lost their job or they don't have way to make ends meet or they don't have child, whatever it is, child care. They don't, they don't have the financial resources that they need to live their lives in the best way possible. And maybe they don't have the mental capacities, you know, the coping mechanisms that we've been talking about. And just, just understanding this, that how other people treat you is not a reflection of who you are. And it's not a measure of your worthiness. I think really understanding that and feeling solid in that, that how other people treat you is a reflection of who they are, not who you are. And if we could really just get that, I think that's why we left this one to the end, because it's it's everything. If someone is mean to me or someone says something that is really disrespectful, especially if it is not someone that I know, I, I can't I can't say that enough especially if it's not someone that I don't know. How often do we engage in the frivolous, just energy-draining combativeness with someone that we don't even know because we didn't like what they did to us or said to us? If we could just really understand how people treat you is a reflection of who they are and not a measure of your worthiness. Yeah, and just remembering that we all are doing the best that we can with what we've been given and life that's been happening. And some of us are really struggling. And again, just because someone might act out in a certain way, it doesn't have anything to do with you. And I think really the biggest takeaway here is to just notice it, see it and just keep it moving and not internalizing it or personalizing it or making other people's actions, if they're rude or disrespectful or mean, about you or have anything to do with you. Just remember that, you know, they could be hurt. They could be envious. They're probably reacting or projecting and they don't know how they're impacting other people or probably just too focused on their own lives to even open up to think about anybody else's. And it's not your job to teach them or to train them or to change them. It's really just your job to be the best version of who you are and understanding that other people have their things, you have your things and don't take on other people's baggage. And just to reiterate what Michelle started this episode with, that that we're not ever talking about any abusive relationships or violence or anything like that. This This is not about that. This is about the everyday interactions that we have with, with people in our lives and people that are not in our lives that have just happened to come and go 
by way of road rage or anything happening in a grocery store. Or I think I talked about an episode once on one of the episodes about an interaction that was at a, a coffee shop once where this person behind the counter was being berated by a customer. So any of those kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. And again, this isn't saying that any of these kinds of behaviors are okay. This is all about how we can manage it so it, that it doesn't, that we can mitigate some of the impact that it has on us. Um, obviously, bad behavior is never okay. Well said. I'm glad you said that. So hopefully this is helpful for you all. You know, pick one that really resonates and just keep it in your back pocket so that you can have it to hold on to when some of these things happen because it really, it can be hard out there. And, you know, none of us deserve to have these situations happen to us, but, you know, the world we live in kind of provides these situations. So just being prepared and being armed and just remembering that it doesn't have anything to do with you can be really helpful to keep it moving. So yeah, let us know what you think. Let us know how this might help your lives. I'd love to hear comments from all of you as to as right to in how about you're feeling. it. Let us know. We love to hear from you all. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Thank you so much for being a wonderful community on the internet and in the world. We're so grateful for all of you. If you'd like to stay in touch with us and write in comments or have additional podcast topic requests, make sure you're following us on social media at Peaceful Barb, at Michelle Maros, and at Barb Knows Best Pod. That's the best way to keep in touch. If you haven't yet, please make sure you're liked and subscribed to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts so that you never miss a new episode. And if you're loving the show, which of course we hope that you are, give us a five-star rating on iTunes or in Spotify and leave us a review. That's so helpful and we greatly appreciate it. Lastly, if you haven't yet, make sure you check out our Barb Knows Best Pod merch. There are some fabulous styles still available. I love wearing my merch. They're so cute. So if you haven't yet, check it out. There's a link in the show notes to see what it's all about. Thank you so much again for listening. Thank you, mom. Thank you, everyone. And we will chat with you next week because as we know, Barb knows best. Bye. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.